All right. Second Timothy, the uh, third chapter. Second Timothy, the third chapter and verse number seven. And I trust that you guys have your Bibles because we're going to be going to other scriptures now. The pastor puts it up on the screen. Uh, I don't do that for convenience sake. I put that up there for perhaps maybe some may be at home and not feeling well or whatever and don't have access to the Bible, to their Bibles. But the rest of y'all, I want you to get your Bibles because and mark in it and highlight it. Uh, because I don't know about you, but uh, the Bible is the most important book that uh, we could ever read. And so Second Timothy, the third chapter, verse number seven, look what it says. It says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning and never able to come into the knowledge of the truth. Tonight, here's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about, is it possible to be highly knowledgeable and yet remain ignorant of the truth? I want you to let that set in. Is it possible to be highly knowledgeable and yet ignorant, remain ignorant of the truth? Somebody unmute real quick and tell me what does um, ignorant mean? It just simply means to not know. All right. It just means it just means to not know. Okay, ignorant is not necessarily a depends on how you use it, you know, but it's not necessarily a a a bad term. Okay, it just means that you don't know. And so if you don't know how to play a piano, then you're ignorant to playing a piano. Okay. If you don't know how to sew, you're ignorant to not knowing how to sew. So is it possible? Is it possible? Is it possible to be highly? When we say highly, we speak of extremely, extremely knowledgeable. Uh, when you look at the word knowledgeable, that just means to be informed, to be educated, to be um, familiar with. Can you can you be extremely knowledgeable and yet remain ignorant of the truth? Somebody answer that for me. No takers. Hmm. I would have to say yes, because everybody's ignorant of something or whatever, no matter how much knowledge they may have, they're ignorant of something. Okay. Uh, Let me say it like this then. Can you be highly knowledgeable about a particular thing and remain ignorant of that truth? Uh, I want to say yes, because you could be highly knowledgeable in the Bible, but not have a relationship with God and not not have the experience in the knowing the truth. You can just be highly, you just know the scriptures, so you just for conversation piece, but you don't have a relationship with God, so therefore you don't have the you know you can still be you're still ignorant of it because you don't know it. All right. All right. All right. Very good. Thank you all for all of your answers. All right. And so uh, knowledgeable, of course, we know knowledgeable just simply means the ability to learn how to acquire new information and skills. But I want to deal with the new information is having the ability to learn how to acquire new information. Now, would you all agree with me that all information is not good information? (laughs) All information is not good information. Okay. And so I think one of our problems 
Really, I think one of our problems is that we just know too much. <laughs> That's one of our problems that we 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 know too much. Um, first natural, of course, then spiritual. I mean, when you look at um, the news and different things, even in regards to the vaccine, just even in regards to the vaccine, you know, everybody become a doctor overnight. Everybody know about the vaccine. All of a sudden, everybody, everybody can tell you something about the vaccine to the point to where there's so much negative information out there that may be true, may not be true until it makes some people apprehensive in regards to even getting the vaccine because of what? Knowledge, information, knowing. Okay. Uh, uh, there are times I've heard people say, I've, I've heard people say, I, I just don't want to know. <laughs> okay. I just don't want to know. And so I think one of the problems is that we know too much. Now, now watch this. I like to call it, I like to call it tonight information overload. <laughs> information overload. Okay. We, we, we are exposed to an endless amount of display of books and articles. Uh, you can go to seminars, you can turn on the radio, uh, turn on the television. I mean, how about, how about the internet? My God, you know, we're living in a day and a time now. Uh, it's almost no excuse for people not to know. You you, you can go on Google and, and go on YouTube and you can learn how to uh, put an engine in the car now. <laughs> it's just so much information out there. Information overload. Okay. Um, if you want to learn how to cook a peach cobbler, if you ain't never cooked one before. You could just go on the internet and learn how to cook you a peach cobbler. Just information is everywhere. And so why is it then that, that with all this information at our fingertips, that uh, people's lives are often out of joint, out of place? Why is it with all of this information, marriages are strained and full attention with all the information? With all the information that's out there, how come victory over sin remains an elusive idea? Plenty of information, okay? But we still find ourselves in certain situations, certain predicaments. Now, here's one of the things that I want you to know tonight, and I want us to think more spiritual than natural, even though it's natural first than spiritual. But we wrongly assume that knowledge of the truth will change our lives. When in reality, it only heightens our awareness and sometimes increases our guilt. Don't miss that. In reality, it only heightens our awareness and sometimes increases our guilt. Come on. Have you ever, have you ever, while reading the Bible, <laughs> you know, when you, when, when you really read the Bible, when you really meditate on the Bible, how many of y'all know that, that the word of God, it, 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 it has a way of showing us ourselves. God's word, it, 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 it'll show us ourselves. And when we really read it, and allow his word to show us exactly where we are. Sometimes, I don't know about you, you know, I don't like what I see. <laughs> sometimes I go to, sometimes I go to read a passage of scripture and I'm like, ah, let me, let me move on to Shop for right now because I wasn't quite intending on this one for today. Okay. The word of God, and we're going to get into that a little later. The word of God, okay, it, 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 it will show you yourself if you allow the word of God to saturate your heart, get down in your spirit. That is the purpose of the word of God. The person that, you know, the word of God, it don't just, uh, uh, come just to, 
uh, uh, encourage us or to make us feel good. I mean, I know the word of God will sometimes slap you in your face. <laughs> it will. Um, word of God, I know it's a light. It's a light to our pathway, a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our pathway. The word of God is like a hammer. It'll, it'll break some stuff up in us, okay? And so when we read the word of God, uh, um, the purpose of reading the word of God is, 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 is for the word of God to show us ourself, not just as Sister Margie said, just to read it, just to know it, and to just be able to quote scriptures. Anybody can quote scriptures, okay? But, 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 but we're going to see later on down the line that yes, you can be highly knowledgeable. All right. Highly informed, highly uh, familiar with and yet remain ignorant of the truth. Now, surprisingly, and y'all follow me here tonight. Surprisingly, um, uh, the scriptures suggest that exposure to too much knowledge may be damaging. <laughs> exposure to too much knowledge may be damaging. Here's what we're going to deal with. That's why I want you to get your Bible. Go to Ecclesiastics. Go over there to Ecclesiastics. I want you to go to Ecclesiastics, the first uh, chapter, the 18th verse. And then we're going to flip over to the uh, 12th chapter and the 12th verse. Okay, and then we're going to go over to uh, 2 Timothy, the third chapter, uh, what we read for our opening text and the seventh verse. Too much knowledge may be damaging. Okay. Let's, 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 let's see what the word of God says to us. Ecclesiastes 1 and 18. Look what he says. He says, for in much wisdom is much grief and he that increaseth knowledge Increaseth sorrow. Now I want you all to get this. Okay, in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth uh, sorrow. And so, what is what, what what is that what is that saying there to us? It says that 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 the grief that is expressed here is grief that comes from a Christless respective of life, a Christless, all right, respective of life. Um, just, just, just write down, just, just write down um, uh, 1 Corinthians 3 and 19. Just, just, just write that down for, for scripture reference later on. Uh, Paul just simply says that the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Okay. Now, now, now I, I equate when I speak of Christless respective of life anytime. And what, what, what wise man tells us in all thy ways, what acknowledge him and he will direct uh, your path. And so anytime we do anything, all right, without including God, even in, even in making decisions in life. Okay. Uh, a lot of times we make decisions based upon the knowledge that we have. All right. But, but, but anytime we leave God out of it. All right. Uh, scripture says that the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Okay. And, and, and so, uh, uh, this is the wisdom of this text. Now, watch this. It's not, it's not the wisdom of, that God gives in Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, write down Colossians two and three. Write down Colossians two and three. Uh, uh, he says, in whom are hid all the treasures and wisdom of God. Listen, once God is inside of you, God places a treasure in us. I, I, I need us to understand what God does. He does. 
He didn't just save us from hell. I think sometimes people think that they just save just because they don't want to go to hell. You know, when you really, you know, when you, you know, when you get saved and you really have a relationship with God and, and you really enjoy your relationship with God and you strengthen your relationship with God, you know, hell really don't even really too much cross your mind. <laughs> All right. Because you, why? Because you know, you're saved. Uh, all right. And so, 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 so hell don't too much cross your mind. You don't go to bed at night wondering that uh, if you didn't wake up, whether or not you're going to heaven or going to hell. No, no. If you still at that point, uh, you, 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 you text me a little later on because I need to help you. <laughs> okay. Because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't sleep with one eye open wondering when that sister Teresa going to stab me or not in the night. Some of y'all looking like maybe you should, but I don't. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I mean, I just don't. Huh? So, so, so the Fentress, when I go to sleep, I close my eyes and and I just I just go for it. I'm not looking over to see whether or not she 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 got a machete or something and she gonna cut my neck off. Why? Because I, I I have I have confidence that uh, she's not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I, I have confidence, Brother Chris. You, are you laughing at me? <laughs> Brother Chris looked like he said, you got too much confidence, Rev. You got too much confidence. No, I have confidence. Just like I have confidence that if I don't wake up in the morning, I'm not going to hell. Uh, 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 I'm going, I'm going to heaven. So you, you have to be, first of all, sure of your relationship. Okay. And, and when we speak of knowledge, you know, reading the Bible and allowing, and allowing God uh, 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 to, to, to show you really what his word is saying to give you that assurance. Okay. Give you that assurance that not only did he save me from eternal damnation, but while I'm here on this earth, he has hidden all his treasures <laughs> of wisdom and knowledge into Every believer. Now, I know scripture says that our ways are not God's ways and our thoughts are not God's thoughts. But God has put something in us that if we trust him, how many of y'all know God will reveal to us? Come on. Let me move on. Lest I won't get through tonight because, uh, 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 you know, if you have the Holy Ghost, okay, uh, how many of y'all know the Holy Ghost reveals some things to you. But now watch this. It, 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 it only reveals the word that's in you. Uh-oh. If you don't read the word, okay? If you don't read the word, you got to, you got to put the word down in you. And then, you know, sometimes I read the Bible and I, I'm not, you know, I'm a faithful reader of the word of God. And, and, and the old folks say, I'm just stirring, I'm, I'm sending up my timbers, just put it on the shelf or whatever. I've known sometimes I've read some scriptures and it might have, might have been a whole year later that that scripture come right back to me. Why? Because it was in me. Okay. The Bible speaks of the power that works within us. So in order for it to work, we have to get it in us. Okay. And so, and so he's here, this treasure of wisdom and, and knowledge. Okay. And so, so, so that's what we need uh, to go by so that we will not be ignorant of the truth. People who are ignorant of the truth are very easily persuaded. That's why one day they believe one thing and then next day they believe something else. Why? Because it sounds good. How many of you all know we're living in a day and time now? You can't just go by what sounds good. All because it sounds good don't mean that it's right. All because it sounds good don't mean that it's good for you. All right. And so, and so, and so he says in much wisdom, there is much grief and increasing knowledge uh, 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 results in, in great pain. And what that means is when we use uh, try to use our own knowledge, what we think that we know. And I'm going to show you later on how we got to align everything that we know with the word of God. Okay, because when we align what we know with the word of God, then we could eliminate 
the pain and the grief. I'm not going to have y'all unmute and testify about how many times you did not consult God or his word over a situation and only, and only to find out that we've made a mess out of it. Because then I wouldn't get to the next point because I know all of us can unmute. Okay. And so, and so, and so, uh, uh, go to Ecclesiastes 12 and 12. Go to Ecclesiastes 12 and 12. The wise man, the wise man is doing the talking here tonight. Look what he says. He says, he says, and this is coming from the uh, uh, um, God's word translation. It says, be warned, my children, against anything more than these. Now, here's the part I want to get to. People never stop writing books. And he says, too much studying will wear out your body. All right, it's right there. It's right there. Ecclesiastics 12 and 12. Now, 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 let me, let, let me talk about this just, just, just for a moment. Okay. Another translation says, uh, making many books, there is no, there is no end. Okay. Uh, uh, uh and you know what? This is true. Think about it. Especially nowadays, you don't even have to go to the bookstore no more. I can't tell you the last time I went to a bookstore. You know, I remember that used to be one of Sister Teresa's favorite trip trips, going into the bookstore. And she said, well, let's go by. I think it would be Dalton, some some bookstore. And just roam around in the book. I never thought, I know, it was never no fun to me. You're going around looking at a bunch of books. She enjoyed looking at a bunch of books. Let's go down to Seaport Village. Seaport Village had a little bookstore. You can go in there and sip on some tea or, or some coffee and sit there and read books. And I'm sitting there like, okay, come on. I got something else I can do, you know. Okay. But how many of y'all know you don't even have to do that no more? Everything is is, is electronic now. So y'all got Kindle. You can go download books. I don't know last time I really bought a book. You, you could just download everything. Okay. And, and, and so he's saying, Many books are being written. In other words, everybody's writing a book nowadays. You know, everybody's an author now. Everybody just seems like everybody's an author. Okay. And, and, and so, and so basically say too many, too many books are, are of little worth. Watch this. However, there is also the thought here that, that more books will not convince if what is already written does not convince. Let me tell you guys something. If what you don't, if, if what's already written in the word of God, if that don't convince you, it don't matter how many books you read. Okay. If whatever is already written, if it don't, if it don't convince you. All right. Let me put some, uh, let, let me put some, um, uh, Bible to it. Just write down Luke 16, 31. It tells about, you know, the rich man, uh, the, the rich man and, and, and Lazarus. Abraham told the rich man who was in the uh, tormenting part of, of Hades. You remember when the rich man said, well, 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 I have five other brothers. Can you at least go warn them not to come here? And so and so Abraham had to tell him if they talking about his brother hear not Moses and the prophets. Neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. In other words, he was saying, if they're not convinced already, <laughs> then basically nothing else is going to convince them. All right. And so he says, making of many books, he says, there is no end. Now, I know, I know, I know most students that's in school would, would like this to be their thing or their slogan in order to stop studying. Pastor ain't saying stop studying. I don't want y'all to think that. Okay. You got to what? Study to show thyself approved unto God, right? A workman who need not be ashamed, but what? Rightly dividing the word of truth. So this scripture don't give you no excuse to stop studying. Okay. But, but what it is saying is in your studies, make sure you're studying the right stuff. Make sure you're studying the right thing. 
Make sure you're filling your spirit with the right things. Okay. That's basically what uh, he, he's speaking of here. Okay. Uh, the caution here is related to the many books of the previous text. And so he says, you may weary yourself with study of everything but the truth. Well, then it doesn't make if you read a hundred books and it ain't the truth. <laughs> Think about it. Now, somebody's going to have to put guilty. Uh, all these uh, uh, fiction books, you know, some people like it. That's fine. I'm not teaching against it. Fiction means not real. Made up. Okay. Made up story, made up characters. Some people just love every book after book after book after book. Okay. And you feel your spirit with that. Now watch this. When the storm of life come, what you read in those fiction books ain't going to help you. Come on, somebody. <laughs> During this pandemic, fiction ain't helping nobody. We need the real deal. <laughs> okay. Oh, Pastor, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to convince us. Let's get into the word more. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's the just of this. Okay, if you could, if you could read, if you could read 12, 13, 14 chapters of a fiction book, come on. That, that, that's, that's, that, that's really not worth nothing. Then let's read 12, 13 chapters of the word of God, which is truth. Okay, don't waste your time with the unhelpful and non-essential. Come on, time is running out, saints. Okay. And and how many of y'all will agree with me for the few faces I can see tonight that it seems like everybody has an opinion? <laughs> you don't know I'm right. Everybody has an opinion. And that's okay. That's okay for everybody to have an opinion. But we're living in a day and a time now. I don't want to know what your opinion is. I want to know what the word of God says. Opinion says that a family now consists of a man and a woman or two men or two women. Okay, but that ain't what the word of God says. I want the truth. Somebody write, I want the truth. Put it in the chat if you really want the truth. And we've compromised the truth in so many ways. Okay. And the Bible says in the last days, many will be, many will be deceived. Okay. And it says, if not careful, the very elect of God will be deceived. Full of knowledge. Okay. But ignorant. To the truth. Now let's go back to Second Timothy. Oh my God, let's go back to Second Timothy. Let's go back to Second Timothy. Always learning, right? And never able, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, you know what? I have to say this. When I was studying it, uh, during Bible Discovery Hour, you know, we're talking about women and we're talking about their faith and we're talking about their ministry. Okay. Did you all know that when this scripture was written, even though it applies to everybody, but this scripture was written in regards to some women? Uh Uh-oh. Y'all look at it real good now. Because let's go up. Let's go up. Let's go up. Let's go up. Let's go up to the sixth verse, third chapter, and the sixth verse. It says, For of this sort are they which creep into houses and led captive silly women laden with sins, Led away with diver lust, ever learning, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. (laughs) 
I like, I like, I like, I like the other translation of it. Another translation says, some of these men go into homes and mislead weak-minded women who are burdened with sins and led by all kinds of desires. These women are always studying, but are never able to recognize the truth. Now, I, I need y'all to I need y'all to follow me here, because when when you see the word creep, you know that means sneak, <laughs> and it and it emphasizes the deceitfulness of these pretenders in uh, pursuing their goal. And when you look at that word silly, here it means lack of stability. Okay, it means lack of stability. So, so, so in other words, it portrays, uh, the single minded or maybe the, the naive, one who is easily deceived, tricked or misled. And so back then, these, these evil men picked their targets. Okay. And, 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 and they could easily persuade, uh, to evil beliefs and behavior. So, 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 so when he says, so when he says ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now, in our day, there are a lot of people who are not women. All right. Who are also like this. Can I tell y'all something? Sin begets a poor education. I'm going to say it again. Sin begets a poor education. Fact of the matter is, sin makes one a poor learner. Let me say this then. Sin keeps from the truth in learning. Sin don't want you to know the truth. <laughs> so therefore, sin just wants you to uh, 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 be ever studying, <laughs> getting plenty of knowledge. Because the devil knows this. If, if we're not going to do nothing with what we learn, what difference does it make? It's like being getting a driver's license and never driving. What? And, ne and never drive. Why would you get a driver's license? <laughs> okay? It'd be like getting a paycheck and never spending your money. Why you go to work? So, so, Sin keeps from the truth in learning. So, 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 so the devil could care less about how much word we read. He, he, he could care less now, y'all. Trust me. He could care less about us not missing a Zoom Bible study, Zoom for senior Bible discovery. We could add something every night of the week. He don't care if we sign on. Now he really don't. All right, he's not mad at you that that that, that you're receiving the knowledge. What upsets him is when we apply what we receive. Come on here, somebody. Somebody say hallelujah. Let me see your lips move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He 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 don't care none of, uh, he don't care none of, about us going to church. Clapping and singing, as long as he knows that after the benediction we're gonna go in the parking lot and fight. He 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 don't care. He don't care about you listening to a one-hour message. Long as you don't allow that word to be planted in good ground, as long as it falls by the wayside, as long as you're sitting there. Oh, come on here. Long as you're sitting there. Show with pastor would hurry up on Sunday so I can go cook my dinner. He could care less about you being on. He care less about you pastors preaching or, or, or one of the facilitators is teaching Bible discovery and you looking at the football game on one screen and looking at them on the other. He don't care. Why? Because he has you right where he wants you because he knows that you are distracted. And that and that that word is not going to go 
deep down on the inside of you to where it can germinate and where it can grow. So it says ever learning. We got to get past the stage of just learning. And beloveds, we got to come into the knowledge of the truth. So what's missing? So what's missing? What's missing? Well, turn to Hebrews then, the fourth chapter. Here's what's missing. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And verse number two. Hebrews 4 and 2. Hebrews 4 and 2. Look what it says. It says, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. I want you to highlight, underline, put a little dot if you don't want to write in your Bibles. I want you to put right next to not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Another translation just says, for indeed we have had the good news preached to us just as they also, but the word they heard did not profit them because it was not united by faith in those who heard. Ain't that amazing? Isn't it amazing how how 30, 40 people can hear the same word? (laughs) And isn't it amazing that Five people out of the 30 can, can, can take that word and that word causes them to grow. All right. And then, and then, and then the other 25 just, just, just continue in the same old, same old. You know why? He, he tells us what's missing here. They've all heard the same thing. But it didn't profit some of them because it was not mixed. It was not united by faith in those who heard. So, you know what that means? You know what that means? It just simply means that exposure to the truth is of no value to us. Unless that truth is translated into faith as evidenced by obedience. I'm going to say it again. Exposure to the truth is of no value to us. Unless that truth is translated into faith as evidenced by obedience. The, the, the evidence, the proof of us knowing the truth is by our obedience. <laughs> is by our obedience. Now, when you, when you, when you look at Hebrews, I want you to, I want you to stay there for a minute. I want you to stay there because I want to show you something because uh, in this chapter, in this chapter, the fourth chapter, verse number two, if you go just up, go up a few verses, the third chapter and um, verse 15, it says, while it is said today, if you will hear my voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, watch this, when they had heard, did the provoke. Howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved 40 years. 
Was it not with them that had sinned whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. And that's what I always tell you guys when you read scripture, don't just read that one verse. You got to, you got to go back in order to fully understand what's being uh, uh, said in the scripture. All right. Because verse one of chapter four said, let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Now, how did they, how did they become short of it? So, 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 so watch this. They're really talking about the children of Israel here. And, 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 and the example of unbelief was the Israelites who failed to make it into Canaan. Now, write down Psalms 95. We're not going to go there, but write it down. Psalms 95, 7 through 11. Because it's used as a reference of this example in both this chapter and the previous chapter, in the fourth chapter and the third chapter. When you read Psalm 95, 7 through 11, you'll discover. So obviously, God really wanted his people to know something. <laughs> All right. In the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Okay. And so, and so it's a for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Now, the word gospel we know means good news. And so the good news of the promised land was declared to the Israelites and the good news of salvation has been declared unto us. Okay, but now watch this. What was their failure? We don't want to fail like they failed. Their failure was they did not mix with faith what they had heard. While they were in the wilderness, watch this. God had made them a promise God had already provided for them 40 years in the wilderness. God had already provided for them. He gave them manna from heaven. Okay. They were on their way to the promised land, but what was it? It was their unbelief. They did not mix faith with the promise. They paid attention to what was going on around them. And here what I want to encourage you all saints, don't focus so much on what's going on around us that we don't mix our faith with the promises of God. If God said he's going to do it, guess what? It don't matter what it is. If God says he's going to heal me and I know he said I'm going to heal you, it don't matter how sick I get. If God says he's going to heal me, I can't focus on the sickness, focus on the healing. If God says I'm going to supply all your needs according to my riches up in glory, that's a promise. Mix your faith with the promise. Otherwise, you're going to be classified as a failure through unbelief of hearing the same word. And it profits some people, but it didn't profit other people. You have to mix faith with the knowledge that you have. You have to align, we have to align what we know with the word of God, okay? So that we will not be ignorant to the truth. If we don't mix our faith with it, then we're going to always be ignorant to the truth. All right. So it's not enough to hear the word of God. It's just not enough to just hear it. We must heed. We must listen. We must pay attention to it. Study the word of God. Now, 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 now. Watch it. You can't study the word of God too much. <laughs> you can't study the word of God too much. And, 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 and let me say this. When you study the word of God, don't stop looking for stuff that's not there. Stop looking for stuff that's not there. And when you study the word of God, 
what? I mean, really, you guys, I'm sorry, but what difference does it make how deep the Red Sea was? <laughs> if I wanted to get into theological debates of how deep the Red Sea was, you know, that, that was a big thing at one time that <clears throat> when, when the children of Israel went across the Red Sea, and, 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 and somebody tried to say, well, at that particular time of year, the body of water wasn't but about two, three inches anyway. I told him, I said, well, I don't care if it was one inch. It was still a miracle because whoever heard of a whole army drowning in one inch of water? Let's not debate. <laughs> How big was the fish? The two little fish. It said it was little. How big was the two little fishes and five loaves of bread? Well, if it was the boy's lunch, it wasn't enough to feed a buffet. It was enough to get him through the day. The miracle is when it was placed into the hands of Jesus by faith, he fed 5,000, not including men and women. So when we study the word of God, Let's not look for stuff that's not there. All right. Let, let's, let's not look for stuff that's not there. All right. Something else I want y'all to know. <clears throat> Something else I want you to know here tonight. I can't never say this word, but I'm going to show try it. Familiarity. Familiarity. That's close enough. With the truth, without application, Spell the personal destruction. That's what happened to the children of Israel. All right. They were too familiar with it and they refused to apply it. So consequently, they experienced personal destruction. Same way with us. Okay. We could know the truth. If we don't apply the truth, it's going to spell personal destruction. Okay. So the best way, the best way, the best way to gain wisdom is by applying God's word to your life. That's the best way. Apply the word to your life. And understand that God doesn't give us scripture to scare us. God gave us scripture to prepare us. I'm scared of the Bible. No, there's something wrong. God didn't give us scripture to scare us. He gave us his word to prepare us. Look at James 1 and 22. James 1 22, he makes it very plain. He says, be ye, but be ye, what? Doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves when we don't do the word of God we just hear the word of God then guess what we deceive ourselves all right because why point one the word of God sanctifies he brings salvation to the sinful soul and he cleans up the behavior of sinner. How many are sinners? How many of you know God's word still sanctifies? God's word still cleans. It still washes. Okay? I ain't talking about the diluted word of God. I'm talking about the word of God. It will still clean. The word of God will save. It will deliver. It will set free. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 6, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. This is God's living word. And so point two is a sincere reception involves doing what the word of God says to do. A sincere reception. That's how you know when a person has really received the word of God is they do 
what the word of God says do. One who hears but does not obey fools himself. He, he may look spiritual, but he's a phony. I mean, y'all know anybody can look spiritual. Everybody got to look. <laughs> I was watching, we was watching something last night. I don't remember what it was, but watching something. And they had a church scene in it. And they had this Caucasian woman. She said she wanted to wear a hat to church. <laughs> they were going to a black church. And she said, I want to wear a hat to church. And my goodness, she put on one of them uh, Memphis, Tennessee convocation hats. And she was sitting up there in church. I said, look, she looks the part. <laughs> but how many of y'all know looks are deceiving? It ain't about what we look like. Okay? You, 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 we have to hear and we have to obey. Don't just look spiritual. Now, I'm going to say, when we obey the word of God, okay? How many of y'all know not only does the word of God change the inside of you, but the word of God will change the outside of you. It'll change your attitude. It'll change your demeanor. Come on, the word of God will make you glow. The word of God will make you smile. Why are you going through? Why? Because you have united your faith. You have met your faith with the word of God. All right, I can, I, 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 I can look at folk and tell who's mixed their faith. I can I don't judge them, but I can tell a person who mixes their faith with the word of God because a tree is known by what? The fruit it bears. Okay. Uh, he talks about, he talks about, he talks about the word of God being a mirror. Remember I mentioned that to you earlier, the word of God being a mirror. Okay, we all, I hope, looked in the mirror today, sometime today, at least once. What happens when a person looks in the mirror? They see their blemishes and imperfections. And really, we're moved by what we see. And, and as long as a person sees their deformities, their spots, their ugliness, at least we try to do something about it. Come on, try to do something about it. Okay, but but guess what? When we turn away from the mirror, we oftentimes forget about the imperfections and it no longer bothers us. Well, so it is with the Bible. So it is with the Bible. As long as we study it, we'll see ourselves as we really are. And, and, and it will prompt us to consistently seek to improve ourselves and to conform to its teaching. But guess what? When we close this book and put it up and don't open it, okay? Guess what? We soon forget the real picture of ourselves. Huh. Of what manner of man or woman he or she is. So the word is very important. So our problem lies not in the fact that we need more truth. Rather, we simply need to respond in faith and obedience to the truth that we already possess. I keep telling y'all, I keep saying it all the time, especially when we were in the sanctuary and we were going through Bible discovery or whatever we call fulfillment, or whatever we call it. Y'all had so much, did so much studying until everybody that was in class should have a PhD degree. <laughs> really? I mean, we went through courses and everything else like that. Okay, and so, so, so it doesn't matter how much we teach, how much knowledge you get. Come on. Put your faith with it. Put your faith with it. That's what Pastor is trying to encourage us tonight. Somebody looking about, well, Lord, I'm waiting on the word, waiting on the word, looking for a word. Wait, 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 wait. Some folk ain't done nothing with the word they have. I need to go buy me a new suit. Why well, I need to go buy a new suit and I got two of them in the closet I ain't wore. Probably can't fit now, but, you know, hey. 
Why do you need a new one? You ain't wore the old one. Same way with the word of God. We're just feeding ourselves, feeding ourselves, feeding ourselves, feeding ourselves. Nothing wrong with feeding yourself the word. But we have to do something after we feed ourselves. Mix it with your faith and allow the word of God to work for you. Okay? Allow it to work for you. So is it possible? Is it possible possible to be highly knowledgeable and yet remain ignorant of the truth? Yes, it is. Paul, he thought so. Paul thought so. Always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And so real quick, as I, as I come to a close, I want you to get this. Always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Here's, I'm going to give you three quick reasons what, what the problem could be. Number one, we're learning too much. Information overload. Information overload. When I speak of learning, understand, I'm, I'm speaking of natural, naturally. We fill our minds with so much stuff. Okay. All right. We're learning too much because knowledge spells power and survival. And, 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 and so we are we are continually packing our minds with new information and knowledge. OK, but but we make the mistake. If we assume that God will be known in such fashion by just packing our minds with so much just knowledge. Because, you know, I need you all to know something spiritual truth. Spiritual truth is revealed to us by the spirit. (laughs) Your flesh can't comprehend the things of the spirit. The word of God is is the word of God. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so spiritual truth is revealed to us by the spirit. And guess when it's revealed to us? In moments of quiet and unhurried reflection and contemplation. That's what it says that he meditates on the word of God day and night. And I understand that the slowness of, of that process is often difficult for us to accept. Especially if we are conditioned to stuffing in knowledge through condensed articles and and other forms of many information bites. Okay, all these little bites, 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 bites. Come on. Uh, 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 it's, it's, it's like a snicker. I hope y'all had time to write this down. It's, 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 it's like a snicker. I, I, sometimes I don't want them little snicker bites. Mm-mm, they don't cut it. Brother Chris, sometimes I want that double big one. Sometimes. Let me give me no bites. What am I going to do with a bite? Okay. Same way with knowledge. We get so much just bits and pieces, bits and pieces. No, spiritual truth is revealed to us by the spirit in moments of quiet and unhurried reflection and contemplation. That as we read the word of God and then we meditate on in the quietness, God begins to open up things to us and God begins to reveal itself. And then number two, we are learning the wrong stuff. A lot of times we're learning the wrong stuff. Much of what we learn lies outside the boundaries of God's intended knowledge for us. And then therefore it's polluting the inner springs of our soul. Because <laughs> we're just filling ourselves up with so much stuff. Filling our stuff up. Write down Romans 16 and 19. Just write it down. He says, I want you to be wise in that which is good and innocent in what is evil. Okay, well, we fill our minds with so much junk, just, just, just overload, overload. And then last but not least, I think I had, we are hindered in our learning by our pride. Uh-oh. We're hindered in our learning by our pride. All right? Because in their blinding arrogance, the Jews and Greeks, what did they do? They, they demanded of God that he packaged his truth through the medium of attesting miracles and human wisdom. They want him to package his truths, okay? Through miracles and human human wisdom. Write down 1 Corinthians one twenty two. I got word to back it up. He says, for indeed, Jews act for a sign and Greeks search for wisdom, okay? And so in response, to their stubborn conceit, 
God reminded them and he reminds us tonight that he would only be known through humility and brokenness. In other words, God really don't care how much you know. <laughs> you don't get a, we don't get a pass because we know so much. We don't get a pass because we know. Okay. I'm not assuring because I know a little bit about the Bible. Come on. <clears throat> he had to go mind them. They're looking for signs. They're looking for, for human wisdom. God had to remind them that uh-uh, it's only through hum humility and the brokenness. Write down 1 Corinthians 3 and 18. He said, let no man deceive himself. If any man among you think thinks that he is wise in this age. Let him become foolish. In other words, literally a moron that he may become wise. Paul was saying that all this worldly wisdom mean nothing. We have to become foolish almost to the worldly wisdom and get wise with godly wisdom. Godly wisdom. So, 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 so tonight, I'm done. If you sense, if you sense that you are lacking in your knowledge of the God of truth, it may be well to reassess what you are learning and how you are learning. Okay. Our prayer should be God. We ought to want to know more about him. You all do know everything else is falling apart. <laughs> everything else is, is seemingly seeming to be crumbling. Nothing we can depend on no more in this world. Okay. Oh, but we can depend on God. We can depend on the promises of God. We can depend on the faithfulness of God. And what our desire should be is, I want to know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. And Jesus said, I am the way. And here's the thing. What truth are you looking for? See, so, and that's the problem. That's why people jump from here. Jump it, jump it over here. Jump it over here. Trying to find the truth. Obviously, then they don't have Jesus. Obviously. Because he says, I am the way. The truth. And the life. No man comes unto the Father, but my, but by me. Jesus is the truth. So, now, so we ought to want to be filled up with Jesus. <laughs> filled up with Jesus. And then we'll know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Now, I know some folks say they really don't want to know the truth. That's the, that's the carnal person that don't really want to know the truth. Spiritually, we all need to know the truth. We all need to know the truth. What does God, what does God have to say about it? If you're facing a situation tonight, ask, what does God say about my situation? I, I can promise you it's in the word. I can promise you it might not be just outlined just exactly, you know, word for word, but it's right here in the word of God. I love the word. Anybody else love the word of God? Really? Anybody else love the word? I mean, I love the word of God. And you know what? When you love the word of God, y'all don't, don't, I'm going to look this way because I don't want to see. Because when you really love the word of God, you'll, you'll study the word. You'll study the word. I don't know no other book I'd rather study. And you know, when you really study God's word, it'll captivate you. Time will go by so fast. Time go by so fast when you really just study and meditate on the word of God. Because God's word is true. So can a person be highly knowledgeable and still be ignorant of the truth? The answer is yes. But God, I don't want to be ignorant to the truth. Because your word is truth.
and I honor your word. My God, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your tender mercies. Share with your people tonight what you placed on my heart to share. And you have declared in your word that your word will not go forth void, but it will accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. God, we love your word. We honor your word. Help us, God, to apply your word to our lives. God, help us to mix our faith with your word in the name of Jesus. Help us not to become so distracted. Help us, God. We know that we live in an information age, but help us not to be information overloaded in the name of Jesus. God, we want your word to be planted in good ground, knowing that when it's planted in good ground, it will grow. We thank you and we praise you. We magnify your great name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, God bless.